What's up, my flooring people? Welcome to the huddle. We come at you every Tuesday at 3 o'clock p.m. Central. Sorry, I'm over here stuttering. Uh, but we bring you uh, thoughts and ideas on how to maintain forward progress in your flooring career. With me, as always, Daniel and Jose Gonzalez from Yo. Rapids, Michigan, Preferred Flooring. Guys are, uh, as, as usual, Dan Daniel's in the office and Jose's out on the road. So it's it's uh it's proof of their their um dedication to the customer and and somewhat of what we're talking about today about maintaining or building a quality reputation in the flooring industry and this really goes across any specialty contractor but um Anyway, if you are joining us on any of the socials or on YouTube, please consider giving us some comments, some likes and subscribes. Uh, I appreciate everybody's comments on Facebook and, and views and everything. Preferred Flooring's uh, Facebook page got blown up last week. It was pretty awesome. So uh, we appreciate all the comments and, and questions. So that being said, today... What do you guys think? Is uh, building a reputation important? I don't think we were, we'd be where we at with where we're at now without building a reputation. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't just apply to business, right? You got to think about the reputation you have as a student, as an employee, um, as an athlete. Like, you know, every relationship is is based off of a reputation or the promise of a good reputation so well i love that you brought that up because it segues right into when you're an installer and when you uh if you're regardless but particularly uh remember as as companies as people as installers as 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 um whether you're a flooring contractor or a flooring company but installers in particular remember your online reputation and your reputation, so what you're on Facebook doing and all these things. Remember, that is your business. So getting on, uh, you know, Facebook and and just got to be cognizant of what you put on social media. People will judge you from that. Uh, it may not even be a good depiction of who you are or what you're capable of doing or, or the person you are. But you really want to be uh, very cognizant of the fact that what is going on these screens people find later and it may not shine a great light on you and, and harm your reputation. Um, I've seen a lot of that in the installation community. And, um, you know, if you come off on, on social as a complainer constantly, well, it's very possible that a potential uh, partner in, in business is going to see that and uh, judge you accordingly to that without knowing you really. So just a cautionary tale. I know it's happened. I know that when we hire people uh, and even when we hire subcontractors or partner with subcontractors, you know, we utilize Go Carrera to, to do that on the subs, but we check social media and all that too. We want to know what kind of people we're dealing with. And um, so keep that in mind when you're online. What about when you're dealing with your clients and you, you know, 
run across, what, let me ask it, let me actually pose it as a question. When you guys run across, you know, complicated or difficult scenarios with your, with a, a customer on a project, is reputation on the front of your mind, top of mind, when you're dealing with them? For me, the answer is not always. And it all depends on the scenario. My, my first priority is to make sure that I'm doing my best to solve a problem. Well, that. And if I can't solve anything, um, no, I was just going to say that 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 plays into your reputation as I see you guys as problem solvers. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's that's where I think that that's my that is my priority all the time is, is to make sure that I'm doing my best to solve um, problems and issues, or to be proactive in making sure that we're preventing um, any future issues. So that, and, and that's it, and, and that does create. Uh, I guess it does create that in, in a sense, but that's always the first. I, I never worry about like, oh, I, I hope that they think I'm professional. I hope that they think uh, that we did a good job. It's just, I'm going to be professional and I'm going to do the best job I can. And if that is going to, in return, build a reputation, then that reputation is organic off of uh, workmanship, off of pride, off of uh just everything that we put into it, that I put into it. Um, that, that, that plays into someone. That, that's called authenticity. I mean, you get your reputation from being no. who you really are and doing it all the time. It's hard to maintain a phony reputation. It's pretty no, easy it's to hard. a genuine reputation if you, if you try. Yes, yes, it's the hardest. I've seen people try it though. I've seen people do it. They're always somebody different in front of me than they are in front of their client. And uh, <laughs> or or Speaking other in general, there's uh, someone that we just met for the first time, like what two years ago, that said that they're the ones that taught us how to do flooring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, stuff like that's that. Laughable. That's laughable, but <laughs> you know we have. Okay. This concept at the company, at the flooring company, that is, um, we kind of weigh, we call it the scales of justice, but there's three scales, and it's reputation, relationships, and money, and you can't give up, you, none of the scales can tip all the way down and just crash and burn, um, you know, so sometimes you got to give up a little bit of money to, to, maintain a relationship or rep your reputation as, as a, um, as a business. Um, that's just, you know, we, we, I preach that a lot and our, so does our, our COO that, Hey guys, money's important. That's why we're all in this. But at the same time, it's part of the, the, the equation when you're trying to maintain a, a relationship with the client or maintain your reputation in the market. Well, 100%. I actually just ran into this scenario with our buddy Bob that I've been for a while. Like, he got put between a, a rock and a hard spot on a project and trying to chase money. And I just said, look, 
We'll figure it out. It'll come out in the wash one way or another. Let's just figure it out. So I changed the, the way we were going to bill it because we were fine financially with that. And then uh, it ended up not being as much as he anticipated, right? Because I changed the format in which we were billing it. And and uh, then, you know, next day he's like, you know what? Just build the whole thing. Like, we'll just take care of it. And I, I was like, are you sure? Like, I, I, you need to make money too, dude. Like, I want to make sure that you guys are making money. Like, is, we'll figure it out. Like, we have a good working relationship. I know that over the next 12 months, six months, 18 months, we'll get it figured out and it'll all come back. I'm not worried about it. And he was like, no, let's just do it. Like, all right. You know, as long as you're okay with it. It's interesting. I've heard you say that you and Daniel uh, say stuff like that, where you've built that relationship with somebody and you got the reputation with them that, that, um, you know, it'll, you, you'll treat them fair and, and it'll work out in the end and uh, that you want them to make money. That's the piece that I, I hear you, you care about your client, your customer and making money as well. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, it's, um, if they're not making money, paper. they're not in a position to hire us to make money. Right. Bam. That's what business is all about is making money. So. And that's where partnerships come in, right? We're part of a team. This is a partnership. We're yeah. dancing. We're dancing. Sometimes we take the lead. Sometimes they take the lead. Sometimes somebody that we don't know takes the lead, and we just follow it. It's just a big dance. And as long yeah. as at the end of at the end of the shindig, we're all happy, and we can all sit back and and laugh about that that journey, and joke around, then then, then we're winning. We won. So when do you do does your relate does your reputation uh I mean it brings you work I know that for a fact so does it bring you the high quality work you guys desire I mean does it does it help in that manner as well Go ahead, Daniel I think your reputation like um I've been lately a couple you know measures and you go over there and they're like automatically attracted to like you you were saying earlier your online presence i've seen that you guys have done this and i've seen that you guys have done that and uh you wouldn't be doing that kind of stuff if you didn't care about what you you're doing so that that's why i'm calling you it's not it's them looking at your reputation being like i want them because i've seen what they have done already yeah so it, it's almost like um not necessarily a, a gimme per se, but it definitely helps out when you don't have to work as hard to earn some business. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. it's rewarding to have people call you and want you to work to do their job. I mean, that's a good feeling when you're not just bidding it, have to be the low guy and you're just one of many. It's nice when they call you and they want they really want you to do the project. That's a good feeling. That's and and it, it is. That, that's a huge compliment. That's a huge compliment for for the effort and the time and the the, the frustration that that you put into into you, to your work. It's um to be recognized. It's, it's, it's recognition is really what it is. And, well, yeah, and, and it's everybody boring. likes to be. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's a feeling, right? It's a, it's a feeling of where. 
the work and the, the effort and everything you just put into that for the last couple of years or last 10 years, whatever, has just been justified by, by in that one moment. Um, yeah, and, it, and it, I think it's like, um, it's rewarding, but it's also more enjoyable to work with those kind of clients for the most uh, part. I know we're in this for money, but it's also, if, if I have to give up a little bit of money and if I had the choice to say I can make more money, but be miserable or make a little less money and be, and have some enjoyable work, uh, you know, not every project is that way. Uh, you get in some barn burners. We're in a few right now, you know, it's summer. We got schoolwork everywhere and craziness going. And when, when I first started talking to Daniel, I was like, Hey man, what's going on here? What's up with you? He's like, I'm just busy. <laughs> you know, I mean, Daniel is busy right now in the office. He's kicking out a lot of sh- a lot of stuff. He's kicking out a lot of stuff in the well, office. This is this is PG 13. You can say shit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, he's getting he's getting a lot of stuff done there. I'm actually in the field this week and trying to find balance. We're just uh, you know, a little bit short staff have a pattern match project come up and I busted out the knee pads in the pouch and got to it. I don't mind it. Uh, I know. Why definitely get sore, that? but I don't mind it. Why'd you do that? Why? Because yeah. because we have deadlines and the clients uh, are really counting on us to get this done and the amount of time that they have for the project. They moved everything out, you know, that they scheduled. This was scheduled uh, weeks ago. And just because my schedule changed doesn't mean that their schedule can change, right? Like their schedule is very important to them, which means it's very important to me. So sometimes when sometimes when you get thrown a curveball, man, you just got to readjust, keep that weight back and sit on it a little bit longer and <laughs> stick that bat out and hope for the best. We're going to have to change this podcast to the diamond. <laughs> <laughs> That's just really it, man. You know, I, I posted something on my social the other day about something similar to that. Um, and, and it just in, in relation to life, uh, going up to bat, you got to go up to bat and, you got to be willing to swing in order to get some results. Um, and and that's really what it is, is, hey, this is what it's going to take to make sure that we stay on schedule, on task, and that the client is is happy and we're not putting them in a bad spot. So when you care about the right because thing. they have other, they have. Sorry, you, you, uh, you're, you're breaking up a little bit. So I jumped in when you broke up. Sorry, but uh it sounds like to me when you care about the right things, you build a re- reputation around those things. So you're you're probably known for getting your work on time, getting getting work done on time for the most part. None of us are 100 percent on that. This is construction, but getting your work done on time, doing quality work, and being well uh, educated on flooring systems—that's the reputation I see you guys have. Well, well, not only that, and I tell and I people would... all the time because inevitably there's going to be an issue, right? So once that issue pops up, how do you go about resolving it? And we hear stories all the time about, you know, we had this issue and this person just never called us back. It's Ghost. it's not just like, you know, we also deal with some salespeople where it's like, as soon as the sale's done, they're, they're hands off with it. And it's like, it's all about how can you take something that doesn't go right and still communicate like you're trying to earn their business. Hey, sorry, this happened. I'll be out there tomorrow and shifting things around because 
that's what has to happen in order to keep people happy. Yeah, well, I mean, we, you guys, and I, we probably buy from the reps that have the reputation of returning your call or answering your call, right? Yeah. I mean, those, they have, our reps have uh, a reputation and we're going to use the ones that fit our business the best, which is timely response. They actually care about the problems we're going through as contractors and want to help help us solve it. You know, those are re uh, reputation items for the sales reps that you probably want to deal with the ones who who uh, take care of you that way. Right. And, you know, the, some of the reps do come in here and they're like, hey, why don't you have this on the shelf? And it's like, this is the first time I've ever even met you. Yeah, <laughs> we, like, we just we just had that. We just had that happen. And we were honest, like, literally just, guys, we just threw all the books away because we weren't getting anywhere. Now, there, there was a couple, like, issues that we didn't know about that weren't, you know, public, right? But at the same time, it's a new rep, and we've known her from, from uh, a, another distributor, and we're just going to build on that relationship. And she's been very spot on since uh, coming into the office. Well, that shows you, I mean, it's not, that's why reputation is not, I mean, this is a business concept. I, I say that a lot in this podcast because we talk concepts that are transcending flooring by far. Your reputation will impact your business almost as much as anything else. In my opinion, you can have aggressive because why do you get better? Why do you get, why are you able to be low and still make money, right? On if you're bidding jobs. Well, we're able to do that because we can get some, you know, we work really hard with our vendors and the vendors we deal with like us. And that's because of the reputation that they, that is, is, it's not just the relationship. Those, those people have the reputation. We have the reputation of getting the work. So they know they have to give us good pricing or they lose the opportunity. Uh, and in this day and age of value engineering, everything, I mean, a spec is not set in stone, but there we have the reputation of not switching people out unless absolutely 100% necessary. I don't, I don't try to gain a competitive advantage that often. If somebody's worked really hard for a spec, and this is just the way we approach it, I know I'm not saying it's the only way, but if somebody else worked really hard for. Um, for that spec, we don't just go in and switch them out as long as we feel like we're being taken care of, you know? So that's all like your reputation of doing that. They feel comfortable going, you know, going, going in hard with you on that job, you know, on that, on those projects. So I, yeah, I mean, I just, um, talked to a church earlier today where we, I mean, Technically, it's not signed yet, but they pretty much gave us a verbal that we're the one that's going to be doing the work. And that is 100 percent because the communication between us and our rep and having that and knowing because he was like, hey, this other company is asking for numbers now. Here's a price break. And that's all it takes. Yeah, I'll give you another example. So we're dealing with a, a project, nice size project in and there's a particular product. I'm not going to mention anything, any of the products on about on in this uh, short story, but um, there's a product on there that the 
people that I got to dance around this a little bit because we're <laughs> right in the middle of this, but uh, there's some people, uh, a, a specific product specified, and we have the contract for all the other flooring. And because the uh, that particular product, we couldn't get pricing on. And, and then they verbalized a ridiculous price to us. Uh, we just excluded it. Well, we got awarded the contract for everything else and they never got a price for that other flooring. So long story short, this company uh, sells, makes, and and installs their product. And uh, it's not a well-known company either. But at the end of the day, my contractor called me and said, hey, they need to contract under you. I don't want to deal with anybody else than you have them send you the bid and then you fold it, I'll fold it into your contract. That's, that's a relationship. It is. It's making sure you're taken care of. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Hey, I, I don't like, I don't like this. I don't like the way this is going. Yeah. So if you've got a good uh, reputation and relationship with people, if you've got a good reputation, I mean, those types of things happen. That other company doesn't have a reputation around here anyway. And so, He's like, I don't know them. <laughs> I know you, and I'd rather fold their contract under you. So anyway, those are just some examples. And I know that, you know, you can get real nitty gritty on having a good reputation, but I would say doing, doing the basics, being actually caring about the quality, like you guys have said many times on this podcast, caring about your, your client's profit and that they make money, you know, and caring about keeping yourself informed and educated and trained on the flooring systems that are out there, that reputation of getting that, if you went, reputation is really important, that sub stack of reputation where you are the industry expert. And I, I, I look at you guys as the industry experts on many things, especially as it comes into resilient flooring. So you get that reputation and business comes to you. And I, I would implore all um, installers, that's why we we promote and evangelize training and education. One that you become the expert and you will be sought after. Yeah, and that's happened a lot. Like, um, you know, thank you to all of our peers out there, right? When When, even when we were employees of other companies, they would say, that's a Jose job or that's a Daniel job or let's get let's get the Gonzalez brothers on there. Or and after we started preferred, a, you know, long time ago now, uh, same thing is, hey, you guys, I got a project that came across my books and I don't see anybody else being able to do it. But you guys, are you interested? Of course we are. We're, we're not interested because you, you know. I don't want to say fluffed our feathers with that little bit, right? But we're interested because we know it's a challenging job. We don't fear from challenges like that. And we also want to make sure that it's right for you and your client. Even if it's not a direct sale for us, we still want to make sure it's right in the end. Um, and and we, we pride ourselves on being able to make sure that that happens. Yeah. We ended, ended up with a project that, uh, and this was years ago, and, and I, I just love this project, right? Because the way it happened is 
got a phone call and said, hey, I really, I have a problem. I have nobody to do this install. And I said, well, send me, send me a drawing. I was like, whoa, look at this. Look at all these shapes and all this an exploding oval and LVT and and it was all hand cut. Nothing was was uh, was cut right. at the factory, water jet or laser cut. And they said we asked three other installers, and everybody said that it was impossible. Uh, <laughs> that was impossible. That was like that was like a, a big carrot in front of you. Do yeah, I, it, it was. You're absolutely right. It was. And they they gave us the numbers, and me and Daniel looked at the numbers, and it was like, man. That's not even close to enough. And then I just told Daniel, I said, you know what? I don't care. Let's just do it, right? It's impossible. Let's just do it. And we did it. We got it done. And, and one of the one of the guys who's a, who said that it couldn't be done was is a good friend of ours. And he was just like, I can't believe you guys got that done. How'd you do it? Right there is an example sure of you've given up a little bit of money for, for reputation. I just thought it'd make a great a great profile pick for preferred flooring. Yeah, it's one of them. It's one of them feather in the cap projects. You know what? I loved it. It looked great. I was happy about. I was excited about it when I was when when I was done with the 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 layout. And I was excited about it when my sister was cutting it in. I was excited about it when Daniel was cutting it in. There was everything about it. It was just a, it was an exciting project to be a part yeah. of. What do you guys um get? I'll give you an example. Uh, do you get projects? Let me finish the question. Then I'll give you an example. Do you get projects that match your your reputation from a standpoint of your capability, whether size of project or like what you just stated, specific, you know, difficult projects? Uh, because, you know, there's guys that are known for being able to solve all these problems and do all this stuff, but then they're they're stuck in that world of only like doing the hardest work all the time. Um, example, if if uh, if I can make this uh, come around and make some sense, but I got a, um, I interviewed, we interviewed as a company this morning for a, oh, it's probably a $1.4 million uh, flooring job, big job. And we had to give, um, examples of projects that we've done of that size well we have a reputation of doing the large projects we do the casinos we do the new hospitals we do the arenas we do those jobs and that's why they reached out to us in the first place and now they just want to want um you know uh references sorry that was escaping me at the moment they wanted <laughs> some references so we we sent them references and looks like you know, it's just one and one other company that's interviewing for this job, and we feel pretty doggone um, confident. Confident, we're going to get that that project. We excited and confident at the same time. So, so yeah, I think we've been on on that before, where it's like, you know, uh, especially when we were labor only, where it's like we're getting these jobs because that's what we do. We do the hard 
stuff. And then sometimes it's like, hey, guys, you know, we do carpet tile too, right? Like, don't forget that <laughs> yeah. we also yeah. do carpet tile. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's those are real conversations. Like, hey, we're like, we don't mind. Like, we, we like doing it, right? We're, it's helping us become better. And, and, and you know, hindsight, thank you for all of that, everybody. Thank you. Um, but we do like, we do like easy days too. We like, yeah, we also no brand do new construction carpet tile jobs. <laughs> right. You know, you know, yeah. And it's just like, and then it, you just, you, you appreciate the, um, I don't want to call them no brainer jobs, right? Because it's, some people coast through them, some people don't, but the ones that are just super easy on the body, I would say, um, we do appreciate those ones as well. Yeah. And then at the same time, you know, sometimes we're, we, we do get these jobs that are super easy and it's like repetitive stuff. And it's like, man, I just wish I would have something that would challenge me, you know, at some point. Yeah. I had an installer, uh, one of our guys, he was on a, he doesn't like going out of town. He's one of our employee installers. Doesn't like going out of town, although we have to have him go out of town occasionally. Uh, he doesn't like, um, you know, he is an expert. I mean, he's really, really good. His name's Norby, and he is one of the best resilient installers I know. He, you know, we put him on all this hard work all the time, but there was a project and he also does tile. Um, but we six by six wall tile, all white, like huge gang bathrooms on the air force base after three weeks. And it was right here in town. He was like, Hey, can you put me on something else for just a little while? I am going brain dead working on this thing. It's so it's like stacking white wall tile for eight hours a day, you know, five, six days a week. You put me on something that challenges me. I mean, he literally wanted yeah. something that, that would give him some creative. I think that's wanting to, you know, exercise that creative muscle that really good installers have. You got to right. use your brain sometimes, right? Because if you're not engaging, then you start losing stuff. And it's like stacking yeah, that, stacking that tile, just not doing it. Yeah, I will say this. I will say this. If if you like to go to work every day on on, um, on a construction site and do the same carpet, like just use carpet tile. You want to do carpet tile every single day, the same stuff, and and don't challenge yourself. That to me, in my mind, and this is just my opinion, guys, it's no different than working in a factory, right? Like you're not challenging yourself. You're not doing anything. You you are doing the same repetition every day but my adhd doesn't allow me to do that like I, I need to be there here i need to do this i need to do that oh what's this new thing over there squirrel that's how i like yeah. i just well i think that's kind of the 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 way really good installers are dude i mean for the most part you're going to get bored if it, if you're doing carpet tile or even broadloom back in the day we didn't have a ton of carpet tile um, when I was really installing daily and, you know, you get on a big old high school with a level, you know, double cut level loop or something, or even if it's straight yep. cut, even if it's just a row cut, there's no challenge whatsoever, no pattern match, three 34 foot drops in a room, 
you know, and you're just laying them out. Yeah, you're getting five, 600 yards down a day, but eventually you want something that's like, you know, I just got off that job that had all those ovals and all that stuff on it where you, you got some uh, satisfaction out of the, after the installation. At the end of it, you stood back. It's one of my favorite things even for my crews that I didn't, you know, actually touch and install myself. It's like standing back and seeing with a finished product. That's one of the rewarding things that I love about flooring. So and, um, I agree with you. You, you got to challenge you, yourself. You said stand back. And I, I remember Daniel bringing, uh, uh, what, what did it call Daniel? Your little the drone. drone. I was drawing a blank. Drone to, to projects and, flying them up there to get a bird's eye view of a lot of these uh, uh, projects that we were doing on a large scale and or trying to ask people, can we use your lift? Can we, we just need to get 30 feet up there so we can take a picture and appreciate everything that we're doing, right? Because it looks good on the print, but when you're on ground level, you don't see everything. Uh, yeah. You're right, man. Just the, the feeling of satisfaction when you're complete and yeah. proud of it. It's definitely different when you're on site than what a set of drawings show you. Yeah. Which kind of speaks to the talent of designers to be able to put stuff on paper that ends up looking so pretty when it's all, you know, good designers. So shout out to the com commercial designers out there. Well, yes. uh, this, is, uh, this might be the first. We're actually, you know, kind of coming up at the uh, midway point. We're at the midway point of the, of the podcast. Um, just wanted to talk about a few things coming up. We kind of discussed it beforehand, but here in the future, uh, if you guys are watching this, if you'll comment whether or not the, you think this will be valuable, we're considering doing like a series on uh, being a commercial contractor and the AIA uh, pay applications, lien releases, certified payroll, that kind of stuff that goes into be doing what we do. Um, so if you're a residential company looking to get into commercial, we and and you uh, you'd really be interested in that kind of data. It's really two different worlds from a billing standpoint and collecting money and all of that. Um, and uh, we'd like to put on a three or four part series about being a commercial material and labor supplier like right. a, even if even if they're not trying to come from residential and they're already commercial it's a totally different world when you start you know bidding and have, having to do all the billing and stuff yourself because you know like we talked about earlier before this started it's like what do you mean i just invoice you no it has to be on a pay application and then <laughs> you know you got to get it notarized and it's it's a whole deal that if if you don't know what you're doing you can really mess yourself up yeah where you can just say i i've done that like send in a uh invoice early on they're like this has to be on a pay application g702 and g703 i'm like what the hell is that <laughs> i just sent you an invoice that's when i first got into business and started doing i was commercial installer but i didn't have any idea about you know how you go about the the actual procedures of getting paid with uh, you know commercial projects specifically when there's general contractors and architects involved, so we're considering. Uh, I'd love to do that. 
if it's valuable to the audience, you know, comment somewhere. Oh, can... yeah. Eduardo actually asked uh, if he's still able to join via Zoom. So he should be getting the emails to be able to join via Zoom because that would actually be really beneficial to actually have someone that kind of doesn't know what's going on. So that way, when we're talking about it, they can ask questions and stuff like that. Yeah, join us here. I mean, we love having conversations. It, we, we've done it a lot. You can join the podcast and ask questions during it, and we we answer them right during the podcast. So if that's a valuable one, we'll get it on the books, and we'll get you, uh, you know, join us live. It's fun to have people on here. It's also great when we have guests, and we'll have some guests on that series, uh, actual general contractors come on and talk about their perspective of it, um, yeah. like that, you know. But join us live. It's it's a it's a hoot and it's fun and uh, we we love the interaction. So you give us some, someone else to pick on. What'd you say? So to give us someone else to pick on. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, gotta have fun, hey guys. Well. Any any closing uh, thoughts on uh, techniques on building reputation? Uh, Outside yeah, of just I'll start. Doing, doing doing the doing the good work. I would just say consistency. Just it, whatever you're consistent at is going to be a reflection of you and your business. Stay consistent. Right? And, and, and if something's out of the ordinary, which is going to force you out of your comfort zone and out of that, that consistency that you're trying to create, don't be afraid to say, I can't, I don't know, I know a guy, or I'll find out. Um, because that will spin off and, and, and help you um, create that. Um, and, and also, like, your reputation, you guys, like, your reputation is inadvertently creating your brand like that is that is you that's how people are going to remember you how they're going to see you and once you have a recognizable brand that brand is going to be associated with your reputation right off the bat and vice versa i would say just understand that just consistent just be consistent yeah sounds like what you're consistent what you consistently do is kind of ends up being your reputation Right. And Rollin says right here, always being straightforward and honest. And Definitely. yeah, that's that's us too, right? Because I'm never going to go into somewhere and try and sell them something that I know isn't going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Considering you guys have mentioned that multiple times about like how much you care about the client getting the right floor for the right condition and not just getting a sell. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not about the sale. Well, yeah, it is kind of. <laughs> it, is, it is, but it isn't, right? I, I would rather not yeah. sell them something that I know is going to fail, though. And that's yeah. part of our reputation is knowing that if they call us, we're not going to just sell them anything, throw it in, and then be like, oh, that's what you wanted. So that's what I put in. It's like, take a step back. Hey, these are the options because if we go with this product, this is the potential that can happen. Yeah, so I just got through uh, hoorah on the designers, but have you ever ticked a designer off because you called that out? Like mm. something stuck <laughs> on a job and you're like, it's not going to work in that condition. And 
Uh, I want to say no. I want to say no. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is that early on, I I was a little too blunt, right? I was a little too honest. I, I There was zero thought process behind my thought and my verbalization of my thought. No filter. There was no pause. If there was if someone took my filter and poked holes in it, and it just ran through. And um, I was young. I will say that I was young, and I was trying to build. Uh, I don't want to say a reputation, right? But I was trying to. I was trying to build a reputation, right? I wanted to be the guy that someone called when they needed. They needed it done right. I wanted to make sure that I was that guy when they needed someone to be honest. I wanted to be that guy. And man, was I going about it the wrong way. And I may have come off, may have rubbed a lot of people the wrong way in the beginning. But later on, the, their misunderstanding of what I was trying to do and my misunderstanding of how to approach that turned into great relationships. And um, they do call and say, hey, what do you think about this? Or what about that? I have business failing here. Do you know why? Well, why did you install it there knowing that this about the product? Well, you know what? Nobody told me that. Yeah. Like, oh, no stories. Oh, away. <laughs> but, There's plenty of instances. Yeah, that, that's, that's it. Sorry, guys. I was going to go around. So, sorry about that. There's plenty of instances where the wrong product got put in the area because somebody wanted to make a sale and frankly i see that on the facebook groups where <clears> like you know installers or dra will drag a you know talk about that with the uh sales just selling stuff that has no right being installed in this area and uh you know i i feel for those guys because at the end of the day it's like it's your stuff you're putting in and some i see this more in residential than commercial where it's like the wrong product in the in the wrong product application and the uh you can't say nothing about it or something like the yeah. installer can't go to the homeowner and say it when the shop sold it you know they won't work for that shop no more you know so i feel for those guys but maybe talk to the shop i know that, that that's what it is hard. right it's going back to communication communication is a huge part of everything because even jorge right here he said designers are cool with his decisions most time but he always gives the option and that's what you you got to do it's like this is you you don't go to the homeowner and say hey we shouldn't do this you go to the designer or the salesperson <laughs> and say hey guys this is probably not the best idea and always present that solution. This is what I would do. And this is why, you know, because a lot of the times they're in that position where they don't know because they've never, they're, they're not in the field. They don't know the applications. Right. So yeah. it's also educating them. So that way in the future, maybe they don't make that same choice. Sometimes salespeople don't, don't know what you don't know. And you're always going to have the guys that just go for the sell, but hopefully good quality salesmen will learn the lessons that they've, you know, from the dings when they put the wrong product in. And man, if you're a salesman, listen to this, please listen to your installers. If they're a good installer, listen to them. Uh, you know, installers are us right here on this call. We're in, we installed. 
we still do sometimes. And we know what we're talking about. Open your ears and, uh, you know, help the installer out. Eduardo, he joined us, had his hand raised. What's up, Eduardo? So I don't know if you guys can hear me, but uh, we guys can. About great communication. And the other day, I had I heard this somewhere, but it's the hard conversations. Like I sat down with my the boss or the president of our company, and I told him, like, you know, it's my job to sometimes point out what's wrong, and I might piss you off, but that's my job. Like, and you know, he said he appreciated it because you know we all hold each other accountable, and little by little, these hard conversations are getting a lot easier. But uh, I know we're gonna get get make each other mad, so that's it. <laughs> It's always the the hard conversations are the ones that need to be had the most, though. Yes, it is. It is, and and sometimes when you, when you gotta when you gotta approach an owner or someone like that who's very much involved, they just might not know because no one else wants to bring it to their attention. And the same thing with the salesperson, right? Like salesperson's got a lot of installers working for them, and nobody says anything. They just do it because they're afraid of losing the potential chance of doing more installs for that person, right? We're not trying to undermine anyone. We just want it to be the most successful install for not only the, the client, but the salesperson too. Um, and, and I think, you know, I think a, a little plug for CFI here, but I think that, and uh, and also FCICA, but I think they're onto it when there's education uh, classes for our sales teams. So that way they, they can get a little bit of a hands-on experience and they can understand some of what the installers get out of face. Right. But that's another well, thing too. Is maybe this... Protect all last week, that guy, he was talking about, you know, they have their, they're yep. more geared towards salespeople too, to help out. You kept on calling Jerry, Jeff. I, I twice guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was, but it was know, more you... hilarious the second time. You guys, hey, the audience doesn't get to see all the the, the uh, shrapnel I take from that <laughs> in the text messages later. But thank <laughs> you, Jose, for the 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 uh, the, the reminder. I was like, <laughs> I <don't> <laughs> I'm so sorry, well, dude. I just I like to laugh, the, man. I just find that stuff. The, the beauty of it is, uh, you know, it's just like my uh, slip up when I was Rick James in it. It, it <laughs> happens and it's the beauty of doing live podcasts. I, be like it I believe somebody We're said here to be vulnerable and be who we are. So <laughs> yeah, but um to get back to the CFI and the hands-on um sales the sales teams don't don't be afraid to ask questions. Like, you know, ask your installers, hey, how are the jobs going? Can I do anything different? Is there anything that I need to to work on to to be better for you, to make it easier for you? I tell you what, I don't like working for the people who make it hard every time where I got to go back and babysit their job. I'll be honest, man, like uh, we bumping heads and bumping heads. Pretty soon I'm going to start charging someone for it. Or I'm going to have a sit down with their boss and say, listen, I'm doing your guy's job and I don't appreciate it. I don't get paid for it. Start sharing those margins or make some corrections. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, to that point, I think installers love it when you go up to them and I know ours do when you go up to them, like if it's a newer product, even if it's just a different LVT, a different manufacturer and you go, Hey man, how was that LVT delay? Was it nice and square or was it, they, they want to tell you 
whether it's it was good or shit. And, and uh, you want to know that as a as the salesperson, you want to know was it good? The new product, maybe it was really tough to install. Good installers don't gripe around about stuff; they just get it figured out and get it done. Uh, but ask those questions. That's a good point. Ask them how was that product to install. You know that if you're a retailer and you brought in a new type of SBC or something, you know, a new laminate or a new uh, uh, floating LVT, ask your installer what you know how'd that go together for you. You know, you you'd be surprised what you'll find out, and you can learn some stuff. So right. Kevin says it would be nice if salespeople in the industry had some type of installation background or training. And I'll go back to protect the on Jerry because they, every time I see one of their trainings, there's a salesperson in there doing everything that the installers are doing just to see what it's like. Because you, when some of these people are bidding stuff, they don't know, right? They just think that it everything goes in the same and they don't understand that there's so much you know technique and and stuff behind some of these products that it's it's not all the same yeah all right guys well we're gonna wrap it up closing thoughts i will say that remember that your online reputation plays into your actual reputation and just be cognizant of that and what you post online and how you interact with other individuals whether it's in Facebook groups or, or you know, um, on your live feed or whatever. I mean, people read stuff. And uh, so just be careful there. Remember that you are, like uh, Jose said earlier, you are, you end up being your company's brand in a lot of ways, uh, especially as the owner. But even as, you know, a lead installer for a company, if your, if your reputation is counteractive to the company's brand you can get in trouble a little bit there and if you're an employee installer there could be some issues like really care about your personal uh reputation and it kind of shines through to your business reputation uh, and that's what i wanted to like really plug on is the amount of satisfaction and just make it's more enjoyable and you make better money if you got a good reputation and people are reaching out to you because of that Yes. Yeah. Everyone sees, well, you can make stuff private and stuff, but still there's people out there that will screenshot and share everything. So always be aware of what you're, you're putting on online because, you know, once you post it, it's there forever. Yep. All right, social media. Hey, Eduardo, do you got anything to, to close up with us, dude? Yeah. I mean, when, when you're posting online, try not to, make up a, a character just be yourself because uh when people run into you and you're not that person that you say you are online it kind of throws them off because I've, I've ran into some of people that i that i follow on the internet and i don't know who they are <laughs> you can go ahead and call me out bro you could call me out no you no you guys are out, exactly how you act <laughs> <laughs> you guys are pretty genuine so that's what matters yeah you are as well bro. we appreciate you all right, guys. Well, Eduardo, thanks for hopping on. Jose and Daniel, thank you so much. Uh, and um, we will chat with you guys a little bit later. Sounds good. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you thanks. guys for having me, man.